0: 7.30 So welcome to episode 2 of 7.30 Oh man, that's great. I love it. And everybody knows exactly what it is, who, who it is. It's just, uh, it makes so much sense. Uh, so any doubters out there, don't, don't doubt, please. Don't doubt. Don't doubt. Don't, don't, doubt. <laughs> do it. don't doubt on yourself. Don't doubt on... This podcast. Don't doubt on anybody. Just stop doubting. I don't know where I'm <laughs> going with this, but um, so uh, we uh, of course we have Robin and Mike and myself, Dave. Um, and we're gonna be uh, at least Robin's gonna be a little selfish because yeah. I guess her whole upper body is just killing her, uh, right right now. So uh, this episode we're gonna talk about building upper body strength, whether it's uh, shoulder mobility, uh, lat mobility. Um, last week we talked about Murph. And a lot of people, you know, after the pull-ups and, and the push-ups, they were really, really worn out. Um, so, yeah, I guess that'll be uh, the, the topic. Uh, but uh, first, Robin, will not you explain exactly how and what you're feeling?
1: All right. A um, little bitch fest, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, you know, we did Murph for Memorial Day, and my <laughs> shoulders are dying um, from the pull-ups, mostly the push-ups. Um, and then supplemented with not being able to do certain workout movements because of the boot on my foot. Um, I've been doing a lot of upper body arm stuff, um, uh, which we did today. <laughs> um, and my shoulders feel like, uh, stuck and painful. And I basically mm-hmm. had dead arms my whole <laughs> workout this morning. Um, so I just wanted to talk about, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Um, about shoulder mobility and, you know, I think a lot of times feeling stuck in that front rack position comes a lot from like your lats more than, mm-hmm. you know, my wrists are tight or my elbows. Um, and then how we build upper body strength.
2: Yeah. So. Yeah. So sticky tissue is definitely a thing. And, uh, you know, not going to lie, Robin, even though you've been on a upper body pump, push, pull, push, pull, push, pull, kind of squat with one leg cycle. Um, it's definitely a common thing. Right. And not only is it common from the idea of, you know, a proper warm up, cool down or like how many reps you do at pushing overhead, pulling overhead. Right. But just, you know, you drive a race car real fast. You're going to have to take it into the shop and get it fixed every once in a while or just give it a little maintenance on your own. Right. But if you let it sit in your car, it's going to become a junky old shitbox. Right. So you got to make sure you take it out of that garage every once in a while and fix it up, fix it up, give it a little maintenance, a little love that it deserves. And, um, so as far as like a rack position, I mean, there, there are tons of things that we can go off with as far as upper body mobility is concerned. Right. And I think first it's from a structural standpoint, we have a a vast variety, and this is going to dive off of a, a Kelly Sturette spiel here that he's been talking forever, right. And it's posture. Uh, we spend, you know, hours driving cars. Some people, I know guys that drive cars for a living, they're pharmaceutical reps, Right and uh, people that text all the time people that sit at a desk and look at a computer all the time and their shoulders are very interiorly rotated right they're rolled forward and that creates a short short situation in the pec region right aka tight shoulders right shoulders rolled forward and a stiff upper back and so what we often think of first is trying to get our shoulders back and down or think. Show your chest, turn your thumbs out, whatever it takes to get yourself into a good, more upright position. Um, because ultimately it's, that's something that you're doing 23 hours a day, right? Versus something you're doing one hour a day. And granted, I'm doing some of the damage, some of the, the sticky tissue situations that we're dealing with after working out. Yeah, definitely. There are definitely some maintenance protocols, but you know, it's one of those, just like nutrition, right? It's definitely what you do outside of the gym that plays a huge, huge factor in what we do. Um, yeah so that's a start and uh i don't know if we want to bounce a few things back and forth as far as like front rack i know after murph right yeah. personally my delts in general were just smoked yeah right front of my shoulders so yeah while i'm thinking about sticking my chest out pulling my shoulders back right good position i've been going to town with the lacrosse ball all day long yeah right right into my delts. um put my arm behind my back pin down literally the front of my shoulder and just get in there and get that tissue sliding properly, right? And you'll feel a difference. Um, I know one thing we talked about, right? A general rule of thumb is spending two minutes on a certain body part, right? Yeah, it's good to mobilize or get into, mobilize that positions of restriction, right? Or get you into a good position to do the workout of the day. And that's our goal, it's mainly in CrossFit, right? We have an hour, we can't sit there and do mobility for that whole hour. We do what we can, we get you into a better position. And then three, two, one, go, we do the movements, whatever it is. Um, But as far as maintenance is concerned and say a recovery hour, yeah, spend two minutes in any given stretch, any given mobilization, right? Be it with a lacrosse ball, be it with a foam roller. And I would say I'm a huge fan of starting with the pecs first because pecs, you know, your pec minor in particular gets super tight, even in things where we're pulling, right? Like those chest bars they definitely shorten that system, shorten that piece, and so opening that up and getting that shoulder to sit back is a much more natural position and it makes it feel a lot better, especially if there's any pain whatsoever when you're overhead or whether you're in the front rack or whatever the case may be. But yeah, definitely lacrosse ball and foam roller for life. Like those are the two two things I sleep with. And that's uh, a great start regarding that. Yeah. Now maybe Robin can talk a little more about, you know, certain issues and, and things that are jangled up aside from that. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, my what did you call it? My rusty old shit box over here. Rusty old shit <laughs> my box. Ah. Uh. <laughs> hey, hey,
2: hey. Not um, you personally, just yeah, yeah. in general. The race cars, um, we drive. all
1: right. sometimes I feel like that. Okay. <laughs> um, oh,
2: because whiteboard time. Always talking about me, right? Always talking about me. It's like, Oh my god! If you come out too hot, do the first round in a minute and take five minutes in the last round. How do you know? How do you know? Why do you make eye contact with me? It's a, yeah. What a lovely feeling. <laughs> He knows me.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's your job as a coach. Very know. true. Yeah, yeah. Make generalizations and, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. and telling you guys your are unique snowflakes. But if
1: some of you guys aren't flexible,
2: I'm <laughs> looking at all. Hey, 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 hey. If some of you aren't flexible. While well, I scan the room and make eye contact with yeah. everybody, every, every single
0: person. <laughs>
1: Well, I've been listening to so anybody that knows me knows that I love podcasts. That's love why podcasts. We're here. Um, yeah, but uh, I listened to a bunch of CrossFit and nutrition podcasts, and including the guys over at Barbell Shrugged. They're mm-hmm. awesome, um, and they were talking about the other week about mobility. Or it's probably an older episode, but I don't listen in order because I don't like rules. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, And they were talking about mobility and that people sort of just kind of get on the lacrosse ball and they just Mm -hmm. flop around and they're not really focused. And so what they suggested, similar to your two minutes per body part, is Mm -hmm. um, to really pin down one spot and do five to ten deep breaths and just sort of try to relax that area. And so that's what I've been doing Um, and just trying to really dig into the tight spots, uh, in my shoulders, uh, and pecs, Mm -hmm. um, and trying to do that breathing, which I find better. One I think it's relaxing. And then two, you know, your whole body structure just melts instead of just being tense the whole time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, spending time on the foam roller, it's also a great time to meet your fellow CrossFitters as they're just hanging out, sitting on the ground. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. No better way to start the class than to shoot the breeze with someone while you got five minutes to kill, and you're rolling out your IT vans on a foam roller. Exactly. Right. There's nothing like it. Yep. I um, I've got to say, so Kelly Strett, I'm probably going to drop his name a million times, right? Because you go back to pff, I'm going to predate myself, right? Um, 2001. We'll go from the very beginning, right? Greg Glassman in the garage. There weren't foam rollers, lacrosse balls, anything of this nature to be found. Maybe a PVC pipe to teach movement, right? But by no means was it to loosen up, stretch out, right? Like you do a dynamic mobility sesh, like you lift your leg swings, you know, little jumping jack action, crack your neck, and three, two, one, f- go, Fran, right? Um, and then K-Star came around and, and really coupled two worlds of like him being a physical therapist and CrossFit coach, yeah. right? And he was like, listen, the mobility project, right? 365 days, he posted online YouTube videos galore. And he has had a variety of books come out of it, a variety of seminars. His seminar is phenomenal. It's both hands-on and theoretical, right? It's it's really a, a great combination. And K-Star's big thing is, well, to, you know, I completely agree with what Robin was saying. And the guys on Barbell Shrugged said the five to ten deep breaths, right? A lot of times people go into the pain cave, right? They make the pirate eye, like, <laughs> squint one eye as they're dying because I'm
1: familiar, yeah. <laughs> it feels
2: like you're being stabbed yeah. in certain areas mm-hmm. and that's just the way tissue gets right yeah. you know you use it and use it and use it and eventually it gets very very tight and you have adhesions within the muscle and different things that you need to get rid of and oftentimes people associate it with pain and they grimace through it and grind through it and grit their teeth but don't fall victim right right Take a few deep breaths. Make it a calming thing. Make it a relaxing thing. Your body shouldn't be going into fight or flight mode when you're trying to loosen it up, right? This is, this is a, a much more of a recovery piece than an actual workout piece. And yeah, 5 to 10 deep breaths. And think about it, If you take 10 deep breaths, there's probably 10 seconds right there, yeah. right? So over the course of that, you got two minutes. You spend a good amount of time on the things that are important, right? And it's it gets very difficult to do that ultimately because A, we're CrossFitters, we have workout ADD. So if we have to, you know, bing, bang, boom, we don't repeat a workout every three months, how are we going to spend a spot or spend five minutes on a body part, right? We want to loosen up our traps, loosen up our hips, glutes, beep, bop, boop. And so we're bouncing around all of the time and it's very healthy just as a mindset to slow it down and find out or prioritize what's the most important right? So, uh, I mean, I guess we could take that and say one of the most important parts of the upper body to loosen up is the lats, right? Yeah. For sure. You know, you have the stereotypical look of carrying suitcases, right? Somebody puffed out, arms not by their side at all. Tight lats are definitely a limiting factor when it comes to all of the foundational movements in CrossFit, right? Whether it's a front rack position, right? We're talking about a front squat here, or you try to get into an overhead squat or do anything overhead with a jerk, right? Your lats control internal rotation a good bit. And stiff lats that aren't stretched out regularly or aren't smashed out regularly, definitely limit that rack position. If you can't rest the barbell on your body, you're minimizing your power.
1: I think what people don't realize, like, if you're if you're confused or don't understand where your lats are, which is fine. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't. Um, go look at, you know, an anatomy chart because oh, it's a huge, huge muscle. It's a huge muscle. And you know, it, it works so much. You're using it all the time. So all the time. show it some love. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Bench press, lats, right? People think, oh, that's how you get a big chest, whatever. <laughs> Dude, benchers have monster lats and they do more supporting exercises for their lats than anything else.
0: No, that's that, that's actually interesting that, that you say that because um, uh, I was talking with, with Gilbert and you know he was saying how it's it's amazing how you know you have like Olympic lifters mm-hmm. who you know will you know will press like four hundred pounds or yep. whatever and, overhead you know, or and, you any know, do, sort of push you know, press any, any or overhead push press whatever so you know that and you know they'll, they'll come in they really they, they don't bench because that's mm-hmm. not something that's part of their re- repertoire that's not something that they have to really train for at at the mm-hmm. Olympic level but they'll they'll come in with you know a four hundred fifty pound over, overhead press and just lay down lay down on a bench and just, you know, bench like 300, you know, for like 10. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's it's showing us, oh, it's, so it's not just the pecs.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Like pressing as a movement pattern is phenomenal. And an overhead press, obviously using, you know, you need a strong foundation for that. You need strong delts for that. You need... You need strong pecs, even. But it, you don't have to do that movement where you're literally lying on the ground and, and pressing up. Right. Right? Granted, there are a few CrossFit workouts that do incorporate bench pressing, um, Lynn being one of them, right? And, but bottom line, it's not the end-all be-all of strength exercises, right? Like, you know, it's the classic case. That people will walk around, oh, you look like you lift Lithoates. How much do you bench? Right? When in all reality, who's to say that's really a move necessary in fitness? Right. I have
1: to say that my dad asked me that. Pretty much every time he asks me about how weightlifting is going. Nice. My dad is like an old school. Well, yeah, yeah, he was a guy was from a, Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. Know, jock,
0: meathead, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he played. He played college football. Yeah. You know in in the in the sixties. Yeah. So you know that's like it was all well, bench yeah get how big much you bench get big you know
1: and I'm always like I don't I don't know I don't bench what... I don't, bench. Yeah. I don't
0: <laughs> and then there there was there was a great there was a great uh, Saturday Night Live sketch when Emilio Estevez hosted uh, maybe like 25 years ago um, and it was just it was basically making fun of weightlifters and it was called How Much You Bench <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and there was literally just like a bunch of them you know with, uh, with uh, Emilio and they're all wearing these big you know muscle suits but like their legs were like really tiny yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know it was like you know how much you you bench and then basically like someone called up and was like do you guys like do you do any leg work like do you focus on your whole body and they were like how much do you bench how much do you bench and it was like like that you know classic mindset of just you know upper body bulk oh yeah, yeah. you know and and i think that there are a lot of people who who still have that mindset um, and i think that you know going into how to you know not just um not just have the upper body strength, but the mobility at, at the same time, I think that's very, very specific.
2: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, um, yeah, bench pressing still has its glory today. I mean, you, you throw any cover model onto muscle and fitness, right, and they have a huge chest, big triceps and things like that, and then people go, oh, they must bench, right, because it's much harder to show their legs, right? Guys don't exactly wear short shorts, show off all their quads, hips, glutes on a regular basis. You can if you body- want to, guys. It's you- okay. Well,
1: I support you. <laughs>
2: Skies out, thighs out, right? (laughs) But bottom line, like, bench press actually limits mobility significantly, right? If not done with oodles of mobility or oodles of pec opening and lat opening exercises. Um, And that's why, I mean, we have phenomenal little, little athlete, like, can't stop talking about him, Josh. He doesn't bench. One, because he stinks at it, and he doesn't do stuff he stinks at. If you're listening, Josh, you know it. Don't lie. Um, but two, it actually limits the, the amount that you can snatch, right? Like that overhead position in the snatch is very demanding, right? And if you're tight in your shoulders, in your pecs, traps, lats, the, the brutal trifecta of your shoulder, right? You fall down. You're yeah. You're gonna toss it in front of you. You're gonna <laughs> fall on your tush. And uh, yes, I mean it's it's very, very much not a not a forgotten exercise. I mean it's still a sport, right? you know, powerlifters, there are even press and pull competitions where you just deadlift and you just bench. But uh, that would be at the top of the pyramid, right? That sports specific piece that might not necessarily be needed for your fitness.
1: And it doesn't really fall under the functional aspect, I don't think. Of CrossFit, No, right.
2: So. Exactly. Like if your back's against the wall and you have to push somebody <laughs> off, you like question your life choices yeah. versus <laughs> questioning why you don't bench, mm-hmm, yeah. sure. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, t- to go back to, these Olympic weightlifters, right, like you'll have, the Chinese actually are phenomenally renowned for their bodybuilding in addition to their training, right? A little bit of uh, hypertrophy, it helps, you know, you strengthen certain levers, you strengthen certain uh, advantages or certain movement patterns, right? Like build your hamstrings, build your lats, build this and build that. They do a ton of bodybuilding exercise. they don't bench and they lift more weight than anybody in the world, right? I
1: mean, I've seen those tiny little ladies. Oh, um, man. I don't know how they do it Yeah, with their weightlifting. It's crazy. And then
2: to go from upstream to downstream, I know we're talking upper body, but there's a big um, one recently that not only is it a GIF nowadays, but it was a video of uh, a woman who caught a snatch, rolled forward toward the balls of her feet, but literally sat on the floor, right? Her knees were like a good foot over her toes, which, you know, in in old schools, oh, no, 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 no. Can't do that. But... she sure as hell did it. She did it. And she saved that weight and won her weight class, right?
0: Flexibility, man. hmm Weightlifters are impressive. Very, very true. Yes. Um, so we uh, we talked about lats. Uh, lats. Let's talk about shoulders. Shoulders. And uh, the, the importance of, of your shoulder mobility, not just, mm-hmm. you know, with the exercises, but, you know, just overall, you know, shoulders are pretty important. <laughs>
2: Huge. <laughs> Hugely important. Right? And... Um, I guess we'll talk about the shoulder as a system, right? Because you have so many different muscles that are incorporated in it. And not just, you know, the cannonball delts. Which yeah. Love bringing back the bodybuilding references in this one, by the way. And they'll, a lot of meatheadery you'll be thrown around. Um, but all the supporting structures of your upper back, including your rhomboids, including your lower traps, including your teres mate. Like there's so many little pieces of the puzzle that hold your shoulder together and keep it supported and in a proper position and when we're talking CrossFitters, we're talking overhead, right? Because any sort of pressing, right? Three fundamental presses. We got a strict press. We got a push press. And then we have a push jerk, right? You want to add the split jerk to it. By all means, weightlifting. Why not? Love it. But having the shoulders, again, to talk about a position we should be in all the time, right? Back and down. Always a good idea, right? Squeezing the scaps together. That gets all these baby muscles, so to speak, firing and and ready and that's that's really the thing right not necessarily isolating shoulders as a a piece as a unit but waking up all of the supporting muscles as well so for example today we had a workout across at norwalk that included push presses push jerks and split jerks right a lot of overhead and a lot of hanging on the bar right we had toes to bar as well and so during the warm-up not only did we do some mobility we did some single arm pressing right That's one thing that's huge regarding shoulder health, find out any asymmetries, right? If there's anything wrong with one side compared to the other, you would be surprised at the number of people that come in with some previous shoulder issue, right? Because, I mean, let's be real, we've all been athletes, we've all done something, we've all slipped on ice at one time or fell down a half pipe or something, and wind up with this junky issue in our upper body that we don't really deal with because, you know, oh, my hand hurts when I go overhead or my shoulder hurts when I go overhead, but when do I go overhead? Unless I do CrossFit, never, right? Yep. So now we got to find if, you know, things are balanced. If your right is pressing as much as your left, if you're winging, right? If your scapula stays in a good position while you press. And that's a lot of a lot of stuff that, unfortunately, the coach would have to eye. Um, it's hard to do on your own. Even if you're looking in a mirror, right, you can't exactly spot certain things. Um,
1: I but- mean, I will say that, I, you know, I didn't realize how much weaker my left side was than my right side mm. before starting CrossFit. Yeah. But even though I can identify that now, like, I couldn't tell you, oh, now I can fix that. Like, that's yeah. not even in yeah. my wheelhouse. Right. right? It's,
2: it's tough. Yeah. It's, um, and it, it's, you need help, man. And honestly, that's what we learn from. We learn from experience and studying and researching and all this stuff. But at the same time, like, it always helps to have a coach. Yeah. Right. Or have somebody to, to spot something for you. Right? It's always good when somebody can say, hey Mike, you know, you're know, you leaving the bar a little forward, you tie tight overhead, this, that, that, and the other. Um, but yeah, as far as that goes, that's we started with dumbbells today, right? Check out one side versus the other. Then we went into a little activation sequence, right? You smash it out with a lacrosse ball and pin down the traps that are still tight from Murph, right? The rear delts that are still tight from MRF. And once we unglued some pieces there, then we gotta wake up the, the little muscles, right? So a huge, I'm a huge fan of wall angels, leaning your back up against the wall, butt, back, and shoulders. Put your elbows and wrists against the wall, and you basically reach up, 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 into almost a version of the YMCA, and then you tuck your elbows down, 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 down. And your goal is to keep both your elbow and wrist on the wall, but also your back super flat against the wall as well. And not only does that, again, check mobility or assess your mobility, but that also creates quite a burning sensation in your upper back. It's pretty rough. It's pretty, it's rough. pretty rough. Yeah, it gets tiring. Man, yeah. I, I see people log into Wattify and be like, "Dude, that pregame stuff just smoked my shoulders. Couldn't push press. Couldn't do it." <laughs> and then some active hangs on the bar, mm-hmm. right? Bottom line, there's a lot that goes into the shoulder aside from just building it from the the old school perspective of oh, just press and pull. And uh, yeah, I think I think that's a great starting point. Right, try to just move the body in one piece, balance everything out, and get the baby muscles to work as as hard as the big muscles do.
0: Sure. Yeah. Sure. And and a lot of uh, you know what I've seen is that a lot of workouts, whether it's you know CrossFit or not, I'd say I'd ballpark around around uh, 20 minutes of exercise. Oh. Yeah. You know, that's probably, you know, whether it's uh, whether it's an AM, AMRAP or. Good standard. You know, standard. Around, around 20 minutes I've seen. So, you know, as, as a coach and as an athlete, mm-hmm. what do you think is the right amount of time before and after a workout to stretch, to warm up, to cool down?
2: Well, we're, we're always going to be a fan of the hour system we got. I mean, that's just from, you know, years and, and be, seeing progress that people have made. Um because first we could we could go we could start with the workout itself and then branch out talk warm-up cool down um the workout anything between 8 and 20 minutes i think is ideal sometimes yeah it gets faster than that you really push the envelope as far as pacing if it's like a 1k roll for time um and then other times like in the case of murph like last week that goes outside of that range of 8 to 20 even 25 minutes of work but if you get any anywhere beyond that, or you say, all right, we're going to go for 30 minutes or a 40-minute AMRAP, you really got to question the amount of work you're getting done, right? And it was Robin and I were talking about this, which is work in general previous, prior to uh, going on the air, right? And we were like, listen, if you really sit down and assess how much time you are actually working at work, right, versus just sitting around doing nothing, or even people that own their own businesses, you know, like if they're, they're there just hanging out, goofing around, Or, you know, people in general, right? It doesn't have to be business related. It could be just you sitting on the couch at the end of your evening, right? If you wrote that down, like Pat Sherwood said a few, I believe a few days or a few weeks ago, he was like, everybody logs their workouts, everybody logs their nutrition, log the time that you use, right? Time is the most valuable currency we have. And if at the end of the night, you're just hanging out and, and sitting down watching TV for three hours, or i don't know playing on your phone and checking facebook over and over and over again for no reason right it's a lot of time that could be spent on other things be it your mobility be it you learning a new language it could be anything um so yeah so that said that's a huge huge factor of fitness right Is getting a lot of work done in a short amount of time
1: and just right? think about like when you do those longer workouts. So like Mike was saying, you know, and I equate it like time is money. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's in your job or in the gym, you know, the time that you're spending between your, your sets, Mm -hmm. wandering around the gym and shaking your hands out and then coming back and, you know, you've just wasted five minutes. Like you could be doing something else and make your workout more efficient.
2: Absolutely. And that was CrossFit's whole point, right? They'll put an equation on the board at the, at the level one certs and they're like, we wanna accomplish one thing and that's create power, right? Move large loads quickly, essentially, right? To break down and keep it very simple. And if you have a workout that's 25 minutes, 30 minutes, a lot of time is spent going to your water bottle, going to the chalk bucket over and over, sitting around breathing, right? Whereas you create a very specific metabolic response when you get more work accomplished quickly. Um, so yeah, so we'll say, 20 minutes for a workout, right? Then you go, cool down should be at least 10 minutes, right? In that case, if it's a little longer, it's going to be a shorter cool down and a shorter warm up. If it's a shorter workout, then the warm up should be longer, right? In the case of Fran, we spend a long time getting aerobic, long time warming up your squat, your press, your pull, right? For those that don't know CrossFit and Fran, the classic CrossFit workout, right? It's 2159 of thrusters, essentially a front squat and a press, and pull ups. And so that workout is wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Fitness accomplished for some in about two minutes. For others, it might be 10 minutes, all right? But bottom line, it is intense. And so in that case, you'd go the other end of the spectrum, right? The warm-up should be significantly longer, and the cool-down should be significantly longer. Um, But as I said, I'm a huge fan of an hour, right? Because if you can't get it done in an hour, yeah, we can go into the – effect on your hormones right for those that sit in a gym for three hours and just crank away and whatever and cortisol levels and this and that or we could just say honestly do what do you want to accomplish right do you if you like being in the gym awesome absolutely but if not get in bang out that hour right warm up properly long if it's a short workout short if it's a long workout and then cool down and call it a day
1: i will say though to your point like uh with workouts like fran mm-hmm. um it's important, I think, not to sacrifice your your form and oh, safety yeah. for speed. Right? Oh,
2: absolutely. Mechanics, consistency, and then intensity. Yeah. Right? That's the biggest thing. Um, and the intensity. So, of course, intensity is going to be relative to you, and the speed is going to be relative to you. Right? Ultimately, you don't want to chase the time unless you can perform complete reps, right, with a full range of motion yeah. and with a proper load. Right. And that's, that's key. And just because, you know, something's as prescribed in general, right, in the CrossFit world of things, right, doesn't mean it's necessarily pre- the prescription for you, right? Everyone has their own unique subs- prescription, pardon me. And yeah, mechanics, consistency, then intensity for sure.
0: One more thing um, I think that uh, we should talk about or at least uh, touch upon is um, how, how important is, you know, focusing on, on the whole body, you know, like I was, whole I was, body. I was saying, I, I was saying before, you know, uh, that with that SNL skit, you know, they had the big, you know, upper bodies and like the really skinny little, you know, lower, lower, lower bodies. Um, you know, does it, does it take more work to work on your upper body than it does your lower body or vice versa? Or is it, is it something that you can map out and just, and just hit all the, all the time?
2: well that's that's a very interesting thing right and i'll go back to the muscle mag perspective first um because i would say that's mainstream right you know whether it's muscle and fitness men's health whatever it is and there's been a paradigm shift over the years for sure however it is still monday will be chest and triceps right a pushing day essentially tuesday will be back and biceps wednesday will be shoulders thursday as an afterthought will be legs and then oh you have a few quad exercises a few cab exercises not taking into account that the hamstrings are the largest muscles in your body, the most powerful things we got by far. And Friday, Saturday, whatever it is, another arm day, because why not? Get that pump, go out in the evenings, wear a black v neck or whatever. I still wear a black v neck. I mean, it's, <laughs> n- can't hate on the old gym rat in me. But that said, though, now you take a CrossFit's perspective, and it's much more functional and or, or functional based or functional focused, right? So functional movement, we have a lot of squatting, we have a lot of lower body pulling, literally, almost turning that old idea on its head, right, almost every single day. And even though we did Murph with 300 air squats, right, try to name one muscle you didn't work in Murph. This is tough, it's very tough to do. So we did some lower body pulling, did some technique and snatch work. Um, but Bottom line, if you focused on the movement rather than the body part, right, it tends to balance out significantly or it very, very easily, believe it or not. If every week you have marks on the whiteboard, right, you're like, oh, check this off the box, lower body pulling or hinging at the hip, right, deadlifting, check, or power cleans, power snatches, they fall into that realm as well. Um, squatting, we squat two, three times a week. It's pretty important, right? Got to get up off your toilet, got to squat. <laughs> And then we have upper body pushing and upper body pulling. And we do check those off as well. And then if you look at that and you look at the course of any week, that CrossFit Norwalk, at CrossFit.com, at CrossFit Anywhere USA, right? You're going to find that they do work their whole body, right? Now, as far as how hard or, or easy it is, I mean, that all, you know, is relative. It depends on how much you put into it. I know bodybuilders that make themselves puke. Right, because they do drop sets, they do pyramid sets, they do whatever it is, and I know powerlifters that do the same. And not saying puking is a good thing, right? But they push themselves very hard. So to say harder or easier in that respect is very difficult. Um, but as far as finding or creating a balanced and fit human being, functional movement is the key, man. Functional movement, whole body. Right, and one last thing to note of that too. When with CrossFit, you find that we couple lower body and upper body exercises very frequently, and that definitely touches on what we talked about before in getting a large amount of work accomplished in a short amount of time. Right, like if you think back to the old gym days and you did bicep curls, right? Again, not to hate on the biceps, but you did a set of twelve at whatever weight you did, and there were preacher curls or whatever type of bicep curl you did, then you'd have to wait and rest because you physically couldn't pick up a weight again and couldn't do another rep. So then you rest enough, and then you do another set of 12. And you rest and rest and rest, and over the course of 20 minutes, you've done maybe 48 total bicep curls, right? Four sets of 12. How much is that gonna do for you? How much is that gonna change you as a person, if that's the goal, right? How much is that gonna improve your fitness, or from fitness in our perspective, the amount of work you could get done, right? Yep. If we're not really doing much work. So CrossFit will take thrusters and pull-ups, prime example, right? A squat and a press, Combined with a pull. That way you superset back and forth, to use old school meathead terms, right? Bounce back and forth in a ping pong-like fashion and get a ton of work done. So that's where that full body functional movement piece definitely comes into play.
1: I will say from personal experience that it is definitely hard to want to, once you know that you're weak in something. So my upper body is now significantly weaker than my lower body because mm-hmm. I had that wrist injury for so long. Um And, like, I hate working my burbani. I know that it's super necessary, but I would rather just back squat all day. Like, that's... (laughs) And deadlift. Like, I like doing that stuff. And so it's definitely thinking, like, okay, well, how do I make myself more even? And Mm -hmm. now that I have the boot, it's been mentally easier because I don't have as much (laughs) of a choice. Um, But it's definitely, I think... You have to adjust your mentality going into it and thinking, okay, I want to be more efficient as Steph from Stupid Easy Paleo would say. I want to be harder to kill. You know, I just want to be a better machine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to be equal or, you know, top and bottom to do that.
2: Yeah. You brought up a a ton of good points. I was going to say as far as just one, I would love to back squat all day too. Absolutely would, but can't do it. That wouldn't make me that functional or that well-rounded. And working weaknesses, right? That's a huge topic for another day. Because mm-hmm. if we open that can, it's going to be sure big. Yeah. Um, two, I would say, it. in all honesty, unfortunate injuries like a stretch fracture. I mean, you can say it, you're raising money for breast cancer, right? You walked a marathon and a half. That is no small feat. And, uh, yeah, and unfortunately it left you with a boot for quite some time. But injuries often limit you. And they could be seen as blessings in disguise. Yes. Right? Because, again, you don't like working the upper body. I had a very similar issue with my ankle in November, right? October and November. And I just spent literally a month, six-week period of doing push-ups, pull-ups, dips, handstand push-ups, right? All sorts of gymnastics that I wouldn't say is necessarily in my wheelhouse. But now I look forward to it, right? All because a little hiccup, a little bump in the road. Allowed me to see that you know what maybe maybe it's for the greater good of my fitness.
1: Yep. Yeah. Hopefully this summer, um, I will feel that way about running. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna recruit Gilbert to help me out with that. You know, he's there you doing go. his whole sprinting thing. So.
0: Mm-hmm. But. Yep. And that is definitely a topic uh, we will be hitting on here uh, at 7:30 at in the future. Um, awesome talk. I thought we made a lot of really good good points uh, talking about. Uh, mobility, upper body strength, and just overall uh, the balance between uh, your own fitness, um, which is really, really cool. So uh, awesome. See you guys uh, next week, of course. Robin, Mike, Dave.
1: And you guys can find us on Instagram at 730trained, on Facebook, same name, at 730trained. Um, We want to hear from you. If you have questions or you want to hear about a certain topic or whatever, comment on a post, direct message us, Leave us a note on Facebook. We want to hear it. And if you guys want to come meet us in person or come ask us questions, come visit us at CrossFit Norwalk. Drop in. Do a wad with us. Uh, We'd love to meet you. Love to have you come join us. Um, Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, guys. uh, Of course. uh, Mike, we are 730. God, love it. Every single time. Every time. See you guys next week.
1: 730. 730.